You're listening to Minds and Musicians, Episode 1, with Michael Wainwright. For me, it's more like, okay, so you're going to write some songs. Well, you better be prepared to write a couple hundred songs. Right. Because the the odds of you writing one or two or three or five songs and and someone going, wow, you know, you're you're famous now, it's not going to happen. I'll have another drink because I need to think and pass out on your floor. How are you doing, Mike? Been a while. Hey, Jack. How are you, man? Long I'm good, time brother. No see. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we haven't seen no, anybody I, in a long time. <laughs> I, I was going to say, who, who's seen anybody? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, let's get started, just so we don't waste too much of your time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, I mean, obviously we're doing this for people that are just getting started, uh, maybe taking music lessons or learning on their own, you know, aspiring to be a musician and, you know, kind of wondering how much work it takes, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, So, you know, we don't, well, we said, like, we don't sugarcoat it. Being a musician is hard and it takes, there's a lot of hurdles you have to overcome and a lot of work you have to put into it. You don't just kind of wake up and you're like, hey, look, I'm on stage. Cool. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, so me and Jack were kind of going over all the stuff that you have done, and it is incredible. Like that, there's so many things that you've done in the industry. It's amazing. Yeah, it's weird because you know, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I've done stuff, but it never doesn't really feel like you know you've done what you want to do and accomplished what you want to do. I guess you never really do. You always just keep on going. So, you know, always have goals and always have you know things you want to keep trying and you know hopefully you know get to do someday it's always funny because we always tell our students becoming a musician is never ending the learning curve yeah. never stops right exactly like it just yeah no matter what you've done it's just almost feels like it's never enough it's never good enough and i think that's you know probably a healthy thing because it just keeps you going you know you don't get complacent or like you know i don't know you just want to keep on pushing on and keep doing better and keep doing more things so where where did you start mike I, how old were you when you you know first got into it um i was my brother my older brother paul played guitar at the house my dad played uh so i was always around it they were kind of you know i guess 11 or 12 when i started you know wanting to sing along they were playing guitar and I, i'd be like the singer i'd remember the words and i knew you know i wasn't a great guitar player when i was that that old but I'm not a great guitar player now, so, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I just, I just, you know, kind of picked it up from there at the house and, you know, would just be more, you know, more about the singing really was always my thing. So and that's more you started. There, yeah. yeah, from there you get to high school and it's like, you know, you're playing keyboards at the house and, you know, you, you meet a couple of friends at school that are like-minded. I think that was the, tr- the trick is, you know, you just kind of find your people. And so I got to high school and, you know, met a couple of guys that liked the same kind of music as me. They had different kind of crowds of musicians. Right. So you had your, you know, you had the hard rockers and that wasn't really me. I was more of a, you know, old school sort of I'm a Beatle guy, always have been. And, and so I didn't really gravitate towards those people, which, you know, I liked them and I respect what they did, but it just wasn't me. Yeah. And, uh, and then I found these guys that kind of like were willing to do what I wanted to do and, kind of played along with what I wanted. So we did that and had a band and played, you know, the all the local places, the Lions and Rombies, you know, all those, you know, and this, that's what's great about Niagara. There's a million places 
a lot of venues. Yeah, for for young guys to get up and play, you know, and and meet people and, and, you know, be be open to trying anything and, you know, and doing their thing, you know. Yeah. So that's that's how I I started, you know, just, I guess that's pretty typical, you know, just meeting people at school. And and then from there, it's like, I went to an art college for for art and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a graphic designer. And right. then I got there. I, I realized I I sucked. Not <laughs> <laughs> good at it. I just couldn't do it. And uh, so I did a year of that. And I'm like, you know what? And then I got a phone call from this guy, Sandy, Sandy Vine. He was like, he wanted to switch a date at um, a, a place we played downtown St. Catharines. So he said, yeah, are you available like, this day instead of this day? My band can play your date and you can play my date. I said, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. And he goes, I heard you play some Beatles. I said, yeah, we play Beatles. And you know, Blue Rodeo and all this stuff. And and he said, have you ever thought about putting together a, a Beatles band? I said, oh, man, I love the Beatles. And uh, he goes, well, if you were a Beatle, who would you be? And I said, well, I'd probably be, I'd be the John because I just play rhythm guitar and I sing. I don't play bass or, you know, and I don't play drums. So I, I'm, I'm, definitely the, I'm definitely the John. That's how it started. He said, well, he'd be, <laughs> yeah, that's it. He'd be the Paul. And, like, the next day I... I'm like, I'm not going back to school. Like, I, I'm not an artist. I, I'm, I'm not a, graphic, you know. So I, I mean, we started this Beatles thing, and then you know, it just kind of all snowballed from there. And then you know, you, it's it's just weird. How yeah. All, you know, kind of so falls for, into place. For anybody listening that might not be familiar, um, yep. Mike is with the Caverners, which is a super awesome Beatles tribute. Uh, and I'll definitely put the link to your website in the show notes because yeah, cool. that, yeah. I love the Cavaners. I mean, we have an event that we have every year called Beer and Beetles. I mean, we actually yes. drink beer, eat burgers, and then we go and watch the Cavaners all afternoon. It's one of my favorite yeah. days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. We miss that this year and last year, too. So. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. And so so we always... We always wondered how the Cavaners kind of came about. So that's yeah. some interesting information. How long ago was that, that you guys started it? Uh, that was 1994 or five. It's Yeah, it's been almost like 20-something years, 20, geez, yeah, wow. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think it was that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I was I was uh, 20, I think, when we started. Wow. Oh, so it's guys. been a while. Like, Yeah, like when I started, like, Sandy was like, he was like an old guy, you know, I'm, I'm, in, a band, I'm in a band with this, he's only like, he's like seven or eight years older than me, but like at the time, because I'd been playing my high school band, so, you know, they're like my people, and all of a sudden I got these new people that are older than me, and like, like Sandy's like this older guy, and he's got a band, and he's all, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, and it started kind of going from there, you know, like, I'm like, wow, and my parents were like, oh, Mike's in a, this new band. Like with these old guys, you know, like, but he was only 27, 27, 28, you know? Oh, wow. So weird. Yeah. Well, you, you grew up in England or you started out in England. You were born there, right? So you, you yeah, must Yeah, have... I was born and moved to, moved here when I was eight or so, almost eight. So that's why you could turn on that accent so easy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I'm from. That part of the world too. I was born in a town called Warrington, which is about 15 miles from Liverpool. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so you grew yeah, up. So. You grew up around that accent, I'm sure. So you, because you turn oh, it yeah. on very well. You turn on John Lennon oh, yeah. extremely that's, well. So that's my bread and butter. I mean, you know, and and I love that their sense of humor. Like that was the one thing about the Beatles for me. It's not just the music. It was their sense of humor and their, you know, like I love to do that on stage and just kind of mess around and 
and it just the sillier the better, you know, because it, it was all, you know, silly. They had all these, you know, screaming, you know, crazy young girls, you know, running, chasing after them. We had these older ladies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, it was just as crazy. Now, your, your, your main income comes from playing live, I would, I would guess, right? Yes. Um, yeah, just from doing live gigs, really. Um, you know, like I have, I write songs and I have stuff out there, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't pay, you know, it, it, it puts your name up there, I guess. And it's good. It's good for that. But, you know, you can't rely on it as, a, as an income. No, no, no. Unless, unless you're selling, you know, huge, I mean, Spotify, what, what, that, what that pays is not even pennies. You know, you'd have to have like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, millions of, of uh, plays to even pay your rent. Right. You know, so. so I- I think I think nowadays it's really important that, you know, musicians have to have multiple income streams. Right. Like they got to come from all different places and you got to get your name out there as many ways as you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Now, now you're a singer songwriter. Right. So for you, it's it's the writing, recording and and doing all that. And you've you've done um, you've done what is it? Is it uh, two or three albums? No, uh, two, two now. Working, I'm actually working now on my third. I've just been, I've been slow, but uh, it's coming together now. So I just, yeah. But I recorded in California with a, a producer, um, Charlton Pettis, who's awesome, uh, and uh, went out there and recorded um, my first, well, both albums actually. But um, so that was uh, 2009 or 2010. Right on. First one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So from that, I mean, that was, again, you're talking about networking. This is when you, you kind of started meeting all the, the different people. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I know you, uh, you did a lot with Tears for Fears. Uh, yes. And, and toured with them for quite a while. Um, yeah. So when it, that was uh, how that was, came through Charlton is I um, was uh, kind of pitching. Well, you, know, you know Dean Malton? He's yes. A yes. Producer, he owns a studio producer around here. So we did a, me and Dean did like, you know, probably 30 songs, you know, of my songs, and just, we would just be late at night. We worked with a couple of tunes with Dead Mouse, you know, um, Joel Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we were doing stuff, and, you know, and I started, you know, pitching it and sending it. We were sending it everywhere. And uh, nobody would get back to me, you know, nobody cared, no one liked it or whatever. So I went to, uh, you know, uh, Fred Gabersack, he's a, uh, he works, uh, he's a luthier. He fixes guitars. He makes guitars. Yes. yes. And, uh, very, very good, uh, guitar player himself too. Oh yeah, I know. He's a great musician. And he, and so he was always, a fan. I would take, I would take uh, my stuff to him. I get my guitars fixed. And I, I, sometimes I play my songs and he always liked my songs. He's like, man, I can't believe that no one's picked you up. And I said, I know I've, we've sent this stuff everywhere and nothing. Well, a few months later I go back to him and he says, Hey, I got this idea. He goes, I'm fixing this guy's uh, a guitar right now. His name is Bob Farmer. He's an entertainment lawyer for Rush in Toronto. Oh, wow. And so at uh, the, the company record label is SRO. So he was their entertainment lawyer. So he goes, how about I throw one of your CDs in his guitar case? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you know. And so a couple of days later, literally it was just a couple of days, I'm in, in my, my house and my phone rings. And this guy, he doesn't even say hello. He goes, Michael Wainwright, I almost ran an old lady over. Like, <laughs> okay. What's, what's, okay. And I, he's like, I, I got your CD in my guitar case, and I can't believe it. It's amazing. 
I want to send it to some people. I'm like, it was like my dream came true. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, somebody out of nowhere, when you least expect it, it likes your stuff and wants to help you. And so oh, wow. he was, he started, yeah, he started sending it around. And um, he sent it to, well, the first person he, first people he brought it to was SRO, the Rush Management label. And uh, Steve there, um, he, he loved it. And so he sent it out. The first person he sent it to was this producer in L.A., Charlton Pettis. So, uh, right so Charlton, Charlton called me, and Tears Fears had just gotten back together, and we're working on an album. Um, uh, everybody loves a happy ending. And so they were... They were just on, like, you know, Jay Leno and all this stuff. So I'm, I'm watching Jay Leno going, oh, my God, that's the guy. That's the guitar player. He's he's the producer. I'm going to go to his house next week, you know? That's so cool. So I, I, yeah, and I flew out there, and I met him, and uh, we hit it off, and we did a bunch of tunes. And and uh, during that, I met Kurt Smith, a bass player singer from Tears for Fears, and I asked him to sing, and he did. He sang some backgrounds. And, and from there, you know, we kind of hung out and became, you know, friendly and stuff, and he invited me to a couple of soccer games, uh, LA Galaxy games, and <laughs> and then they were they decided to go on a tour. And he said, "Do you want to be uh, our opening act?" And he goes, wow. "We can't pay you. We can't pay you because it's so expensive to fly you everywhere, you know, and then put you in a hotel. But you you do it for free." And I said, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll I'll be the opening act. I'll, you know, you're talking big theaters, stadiums. It was a great opportunity. I got to sell my CDs, the merch table, nice. uh, you know." So then uh, about a week later, he called me and said, you know what, do you want to be our background singer too? Because our background singer just you know, can't make it. So I said, sure. And so I learned all their songs and went, flew out there for rehearsals and that was it. And then so I did that kind of all over the world for, you know, on and off for about 10 years. Wow. What an amazing opportunity. I mean, yeah. and it all, but that and- all came, that all came from Fred Gabersack, the guitar guy from in St. Catharines for... You know, out of the blue, like, how do you, you can't predict that. You can't write that, you know. And, <laughs> you know, I, I told him that story. I don't know if he knows how, how big that, that was for me. You know what I mean? That, that one little thing he did, that lucky thing. You just really, like, kind of tied that into what you said earlier about how important it is to network, you know, yes. to get your name out there and to talk yep. to as many people as possible. Because who knows who's going to take your CD and put it in someone you else's never... guitar case. <laughs> you... You never know. You never know. And you know what? And sometimes, you know, I could tell you 10 stories of somebody famous I've met and somebody's they put their, my CD in their coat pocket and probably went home and threw it in the garbage. You know what I mean? It just That happens too. And you can't, you know, the one thing is you can't get, you know, disheartened. You can't get down on and, and you know, feel like you're going to quit, even though it's probably, a, you know, a natural human, you know, thing is to to want to give up and think, ah, oh, screw it, you know, no one's gonna like me and no one's gonna, you know. But I, I didn't like I I thought about it, but I never did. I kept on going, and and there was many times in my, you know, in my in my laying in bed at night, going like, you know, what am I gonna do? Like, what, how am I gonna do this? You know, it's because I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? But but how? And uh, it just it just it just kind of happens. And you know, I think you just got to keep on. Keep on trying, networking. Keep, you never know when it's going to come and how how it's going to happen for you. And who, you know, geez, I never thought in a million years I'd be, I would have done the things I did. I, I thought it would have been something else. But you never know what it's going to what it's going to be. So, you know, be open to whatever. Absolutely, yeah. the advice I would give, you know. 
Yeah, I don't think anybody says I'm going to be a musician, writes out their goals and just accomplishes those and nothing else. Like it's, it's yeah, a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. Anything could happen. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think if you're a good person, you surround yourself with good people and, you know, and you, you, you do everything from the heart and, you know, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll achieve something, you know, it's not going to be a waste of time. No, no. That's I think, incredible. Uh, I think a lot of like young people that, that I talk to, I mean, I, I deal with the students on a regular basis because I, that's what I do is I, I teach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most, of my, most of my time and most of my income has come from that over the last 40 years. But I talk right. to the students and they all, they all look at it like, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write some songs, I'm going to record an album, and then I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to be famous. And yeah. they, think, they think it's that easy. Um, right. But well, it's, it's more it's like, not. you know, that's more, it's, for me, it's more like, okay, so you're going to write some songs. Well, you better be prepared to write a couple hundred songs. Right. Because the, the odds of you writing one or two or three or five songs and, and someone going, wow, you know, you're, you're famous now, you're, it's not going to happen. No, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's going to be a journey of, yeah, it's going to be a journey of figuring out, you know, how to do it and, and what, what it is you are and, you know, and then do people like it? I don't know. Like, you know, this, it's, 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 you have to want to do it because that's who you are. You know what I mean? Like you, if, if it's just a little hobby on the side and you, you know, you, you play hockey and you do these other things, it's probably not going to work out for you. It's, it has to be in your bones of who you are. And then yeah. you'll do it regardless if anybody likes it, you know, you'll, and you will write 200, 300 songs because that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes persistence, right? Like you just got to yeah. keep going and keep going and, you know, and just yeah. have fun on the way. And that's what we always tell everybody is, you know, it's supposed oh, to be sure. fun, right? Like yeah. it, you just, if, it, if music's not fun, don't do it. It's, it's not right. for you. No. <laughs> no, true. If anything's not fun and writing, you know, writing is like, I always say it's like giving birth, like it's so hard, like, because you, you, you have an idea, a concept, and you want to get it out, but it's sometimes it's so hard to get out what you want, you know, the way you want to present it. But when you do, it's the greatest thing in the world. And then you look back and you forget about the agony and the pain of it all. You know, you sit there, and you just love the sound of your songs, you know, and that, that is an amazing thing. It's quite the and, and if you do it, and if you, so if you're doing it just for that alone, I think anything else is just a bonus. It's because that's pretty, truly what you're doing it for. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what would you, what would you say to your teenage self now? Um, um, you know, that's a good question. I'd probably say don't, don't, wor don't think about what anybody else thinks. Do what you think is good and what you like. And that's number one. I, I don't know how many times I've, I've, honestly just wasted probably years and years of my life worrying about what other people think and then in the end what I think was always the right way it was always the best because when you're trying to do something through somebody else's eyes or ears you always fail mm -hmm. honestly that is great you advice that is great advice for anybody listening I mean that's great advice yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what's right for you you know what's you know like like you know I have many arguments with with a producer like you know because i want to be cool and, I, and it should sound like this and and, and I, I i want it to be have this cool drum sound and because everybody else is doing that thing now so i want to do that thing now and he's sitting there shaking his head going you're insane you're crazy you're, <laughs> you're and, and it, i'm wasting his time i'm truly wasting my time because that's not who i am just be who you are 
and, mm. and don't listen to those outside voices because it is your fears and your, you know, your your worries about being accepted or not being accepted. And and for me, it's that just that clouds everything and it just wastes your time. Do what's do what's in your in your soul. Do your thing. Do, be you. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. And if you do that, and you know, I think you're, you're you've won. That's a win right there. Yeah, you definitely have better chance if you just stick yeah. to what who you want to be, right? And yeah, exactly. And then you just keep going with that and keep going. And if it's so charming. Like it, like, move on. I, yeah, exactly. When I see like young bands, I'm like, that's so. It's sometimes I see people play and like, there's a band. I won't name the band, but they're young and like they they're so naive, but it was so cute and it was so innocent <laughs> and like and real. And I'm like, it was so charming. And I'm like, wow, you guys are awesome. And it's so, I look at that and think, wow, there's so many people who want to be that. But they don't even know they're that. They don't know what they got. And then over time, they they get worn or I don't know what happens to them. They they listen to the wrong people or or they get insecure about what they're doing. And then they change and they and then it's not cute and it's not charming anymore. You know what I mean? Because what the yeah. way it started was the way it should have been. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a term for that. I believe, isn't it called selling out? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, when you see some, when you see somebody like they don't care. I love it when you see somebody, you know, whatever dressed a certain way, or they don't care, and I love that. I don't yeah, care what don't... anybody else thinks. They're just being themselves. Yeah. No inhibitions at all. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's that's a big big key to success I think because everybody wants to be that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you are working on your third album right now, right? Yes, I'm painfully uh <laughs> writing songs. It's it's agony because you know you, you you're singing songs and it just loops in your head certain you know you wake up in the morning like oh I'm going to I'm going to figure this one out today because it's a puzzle, you know. It's, you got a little bit like it's the God-given little nuggets, and you think, "Oh yeah, that's that's the awesome part." But the rest of it, you got to write yourself. You know, you got to you got to muscle through it and figure out what that song is trying to do and where it wants to go, and that's the hard part. That's the, you know, that's that's the trick. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You gotta. That's the actual work behind it, right? The work, yeah, yeah. It's like five percent magic that gets given to you, and the rest you gotta, you gotta figure it out. And if you, a lot of times you can, that's the part you screw up. You know, you don't screw up the part that was given to you. You screw up the the ninety something percent that you, you know, had to figure out. And if you don't, as again, if you're not true to yourself and who you are, and, and don't worry about the outside. What's people? What are people gonna think? Is Jack gonna like this? You know, is Jack gonna? Is is Morgan gonna? Oh, she won't like this. She likes. She likes, uh, you know, this band. She won't like my music. So I'll try to make it more like that because she might like it. That's when you go. That's when it all goes down the toilet. Yeah. And that just keeps coming back around to staying true to yourself, right? Yeah, just be yourself. Yeah, exactly. So when do you expect so that album to come out? Uh, well, that's I'm I'm what I'm trying to do is just I'm writing a, just, I'm trying to write a whole bunch of songs and then, and then go go to California and uh, beg my friends to to help me make it better and then, uh, yeah, you know and then uh go from there sort of thing i'm gonna get it you know right now i'm just in my, I have a little studio at my house so I've, everything is sort of you know the the fake drums and all that stuff so that's how you putting it i'm putting it all together and then i go and i'll record proper drums with 
you know, some friends. Maybe I got a, a guy in New York that's got a great studio, and I'll maybe do stuff there, maybe California, and then kind of see what it's at that as a package. And then, uh, yeah, so that could take, uh, geez, you know. I always find when I put time limits on myself or, you know, say, oh, I'm going to do it by summer, I'm going to do it by Christmas. Then you get more anxiety and more stress, and then yeah. it kind of shuts down the, the the flow, you know. I don't know. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I, I've got, like, my the amount of songs I want probably done by i'm hoping christmas ish and then go from there the the next step oh well we can't wait to hear it you'll definitely have to send us some stuff when you finally get it no No pressure no timelines (laughs) i'm feeling pressure i I think as soon as you put the pressure on too you won't get what you want if you try to it's it's true it's true you know like i said uh, to one of my friends i said i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a couple of songs i've been working on see what you think and he's like, yeah, yeah, send, send it to me. And then all of a sudden I get the meat sweats. I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to like it? I, I should go change it. And then I'm, I find myself down there, you know, like, oh, I'm going to change this now. Because he might uh, – you got to stop yourself because, it, you know, it. what's cool about it is that, you know, I did it because I loved it. And I liked it. You know, and it's, it, to this day it's a battle to just be who you are and true to yourself and, and not worry about what anybody else thinks. Yeah, that that is great advice. Like I said, to to students, trying trying yeah. to get them to just be themselves. They they all want to follow the masses and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the problem because there already is a John Mayer. There already is a whatever. You know, like yeah. we don't need anymore. Though there that that already exists. So, you know, and if, even if you're not just a writer, you're you're a player. You're you're just a kid who's learning. Like you know, I would say learn as many different genres as you can, not just your favorite band and you know don't just play john mayer songs that's not gonna that's not gonna do anything for you, you learn learn a lot of old stuff Get, start at chuck berry you know like you know like there's a lot of um a lot of things to learn like uh, i mean music's everything's been done to death yeah so, like it's all yeah. out there go, go learn it all and you'll be you can be an amazing musician you know forget about writing you could be you know a player that plays with anybody you know that people want to have in your in their band Absolutely. Absolutely. You, yeah. you got to diversify a little bit when you learn how to play. And you, I think yeah. every time, every time you learn a new style or you learn, you know, something different from blues to country to rock to whatever it happens yeah. to be, you're, you're yeah. just, you're loading up your arsenal with, with tricks oh, for that, sure. that, you know, and everything starts to come together the more you do it. So. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, That's I like, what I like to, about, go ahead. I like to tell people that, you know, how are you going to write a good song if you don't know what a, what a good song came from? Um, yeah, totally. You, totally. you have to... Uh, you you have learn, to... learn all these songs. Yeah, they're, they're, it's all there. Go learn <laughs> all these quirky tunes. You're like, oh, that's how, what are these chords? Like, how does that go together? You know, it's, it, that's, that's where it's at. You got to, like, you know, know your stuff. Know the oh, yeah. music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, it's just going to teach you more and more, and you're, you're going to take it further and further. Yeah, I know so, for sure. Yeah. So, so Mike, we gotta ask: Where can we find your stuff? Where can we find um, your, your your last two albums? Uh, we'd love uh, to on, like, get. I have some stuff on obviously YouTube and all that stuff, and uh, Spotify, all those types of streaming services. Uh, Michael Wainwright, you can you can find me. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. You Excellent. know, I used to have uh, physical stuff for sale, but I don't think anybody's even doing that anymore. No, I don't think so. I think CDs are kind of a way of the past now. Everything is digital. Yeah. Although I think my next my next album, I'd love to do a vinyl. Just have that as a physical 
you know, release whatever. So you you play live gigs and stuff, and someone's interested, you know, they buy the actual you know record. That'd be pretty cool, I think. Now I've heard your stuff. Actually, I love your stuff, and I think that it would translate oh, really, really well onto vinyl. I do. I think that it would be. Yeah, that oh, would I be think a it's really so cool. cool. Thing. Well, yeah, I'd love that. Count us in. We'll buy one for sure. We love our vinyl. <laughs> I'll hit you up. Yeah. I will. Um, I will link everything in the show notes. Uh, to your music and your YouTube and stuff um, so that yeah, people cool. can take a listen. And um, yeah, cool. yeah, is there anything else you want to add? Any more, you know, little pieces of advice you'd love to give anybody listening? Um, you know, I, I would say don't be, uh, don't be disheartened by the, the state of the music business. I think it's, there's still lots, lots of opportunities and things you can do. And, you know, um, I'm, when I'm talking to these young people, I'm actually talking to myself too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is, you know, we're just, you know, there's there's lots of uh, opportunities out there, especially in the Niagara region. Like you, so many people you can meet and people you can play with. Get yeah, out there Ni- and do it. Niagara does have a great music scene. I mean, hopefully we'll see it come back yeah. after the last year and a half. But yeah, yeah there's a will. lot of opportunities here. I I agree. Um, that's no, why we started the Music Awards, right? The Niagara Music Awards. Yeah, that's we cool. Saw so no. much. Yeah, and that's that was amazing. Is that still happening, or? I yeah, we we haven't been involved in many, many, many years. Um, yeah. Because we had to. I mean, the music school. We just it just took off and got crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, it's still going. Um, we try to you know keep our eye on it and keep our eye yeah. on the scene in Niagara. So, that's cool. but that's yeah, cool. yeah. It's great for young musicians to, you know, notice like that, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mike. This has been this this has been great. You have a great story. Like actually we knew quite a bit about you already, but we learned so many more things that were just I mean your the the C D and the guitar case. I mean, that is the best story I've ever heard. That that is a great story. That is a great story. Oh, I gotta yeah, it's it's pretty fluky. I got a million of those, so maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, sure. we'll, we'll we'll definitely be having you back. That's for sure. Awesome. Yep. Well, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Good chat. Nice to catch up with you guys.